Hey everyone, this is Dave. Real quick before we get into the episode, I just wanted to say my new solo podcast just launched. It's called Get Stupid. The link to it is getstupid.buzzsprout.com or you could find that link on my website, davetotheross.com or on my Instagram or on my Twitter. It's up on all the places where you can get podcasts. I am saying this right now because I went an entire recording for this week's episode and forgot to say it. So here I am now. I am such a dumbass. I love you so much. I hope you enjoy this episode of Y'all Ever. Be well. Fucking camcorder. Bang bros. <laughs> Bang bros. I'm doing OnlyFans shit today. When we switched over to Y'all Ever from Suicide Buddies, we started doing video. Ooh. And uh, so we have a YouTube account. And then uh, <laughs> the world got coronavirus and we couldn't do that. But now we're fucking we're uh, recording our uh, quarantine group chat video shit. And uh, so our videos of these episodes are going to be on YouTube. Yeah, which it's, is uh, weird. <laughs> yeah, youtube.com slash user slash y'all ever, I believe. Yeah. Um, this is how we slowly transition into, you know, <laughs> webcamming. You know, totally. like we just do this podcast and it's going to get sexual. And then you all and of a sudden, I, it's yeah, gonna happen. Our episodes are called things like, here are my tits. <laughs> and. Did you come? <laughs> Y'all are scared of your new erections. <laughs> Y'all never want to have a sensual experience with your fan base. Uh, and the fans are like, what? Um, but yeah, so if you're you're not watching this on our YouTube, Hampton just held up, is wearing an American flag, and he held up a camcorder because he's shooting a porn movie during this episode. <laughs> Uh, folks, a... <laughs> folks, you're gonna you're gonna want to go to bangbros dot uh, dot Obama's big old brown butt cheeks. <laughs> and, uh, that is a domain gonna, suffix now, which is weird. You're gonna see some disturbing videos that I shot outside the Pentagon. No one is there right now, <laughs> dude. No one's at Ground Zero right now. Whoa. It's fucked up. Damn. I was like, I was like, did something also happen? <laughs> maybe that's maybe this is a government conspiracy. <laughs> to get us to social distance, but it's because mm. they knew the second 9-11 was going to happen now. <laughs> so they were like, well, we need to make sure no one's at the 9-11 memorial because oh that's obviously where they would attack. That's where you go. That's where they like it. That's, that's where, where they, they like to bomb. Th that's where yeah. they like to bomb. I mean, totally. if history I like proven... to bomb at the improv. <laughs> Personally. I... <laughs> Those days are over. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Bombing on the internet only. Oh, dude, I um, I saw someone was doing one of those um, web, you know, like uh, comedians doing comedy, I guess, into webcams shows. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to start calling them, but they're going to keep happening. 
Um, But apparently, like, I was already kind of skeptical. And then a woman, like, literally the next day was like, well, guys, I'm really sorry about the heckler who came (laughs) on and ruined the whole thing. And, you know, you try and do something good. (laughs) I was like, damn, this this is going to be such an uphill battle. (laughs) I took a sip of water while you were telling that story. And then I almost spit it all over my computer. It's so uh, another sad. thing that you can see on our uh. YouTube, youtube.com slash user slash y'all ever. Wait, what do you mean there was a heckler? Like, yeah, apparently somebody was like in the chat <laughs> just being like, suck. You was like, your, your tits are weird. Like, fuck you. And like, like ruining <laughs> the comedian sets. I haven't seen how one of these goes, but like they literally had to publicly apologize the next day. They're like, guys, we're going to figure this out. It's Next time it's going to be just for fans. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, that's. I think it's funny that they even brought it up because I've now done two of those shows, mm-hmm. and the chat is mostly people doing like hand clap emojis and saying you're funny and thank you and shit. Yeah. But every now and then it's someone who's just like, this guy's hair is dumb, and then someone else is like, it is. <laughs> it's like, yeah, those people uh, have been on the internet for decades. And, totally, we're um, in their space. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> The guy, the guy who's like, why were you making that face the whole time? You're like, oh, shit. And you're like, that's like the guy who loves the internet the most. The ones that's, that really suck Johnny like, Internet. I did one last night. I did Hot Tub. Uh, I guess mm-hmm. the, uh, for when this comes out, I did it three days ago, um, Monday earlier this week. And it was super fun. I mean, it's – I will say we talked about it a little. It's tough because you can't hear laughs. And so obviously it's different. It's just different than stand-up. But yeah. um, but I didn't get any. I wouldn't call it. There must that heckler must have been really mean. I didn't get ones that were mean, but I did have one guy, and it wasn't mean. It didn't hurt my feelings, but it was also kind of hurtful because it had nothing to do with what I was doing. I was wearing this hat. This hat I fucking I made like it. That just says what? On it's it. really cool. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah. yeah, I like made this black hat that has the word what embroidered in white <laughs> on it. And uh, this guy just commented, this guy's hat says what? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck, dude. Ah, what jokes? <laughs> dude, you know, okay, I know it's bad. So what they have to do for these shows is start giving out uh, drink tickets uh, and tickets. Uh-huh. To, they have to paper like bachelorette parties and be like have an online bachelorette party totally just go here if you redeem this coupon then you get one beer emoji (laughs) or whatever other by the way uh, and this is funny i'm doing my first and this is a real plug everyone who's listening please watch this i'm doing my first ever internet headlining gig in this shit (laughs) there's yes (laughs) dude i know Oh, uh, dude, you're you're the first comic to get a fucking tour date. Do you, <laughs> what like, the fuck, dude? Jeff, I know. Jeff Dunham's pissed. Yeah, dude. All his puppets are pissed. Yeah, it's weird. We are. It is Carnegie Hall. <laughs> it will be empty. <laughs> yeah, I got it for like a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I booked it. That's so yeah. funny. Yeah, we're like go. Oh, I got nuts. a space. And I'm hoping people come. Um, <laughs> no, there's this club in Santa Cruz that I really love called DNA's Comedy Lab. I was just there in January. Um, they have an online channel and they are doing headliner nights. And so 
it's a show with a host, a middle opener and a headliner doing 20 minutes or so. And so I'm doing it this Friday, April 3rd, which the day this podcast comes out, it's the day after that. And we just locked it down. Otherwise, I would have promoted it last week. But anyway, tickets are 10 bucks. It's me doing comedy for 20 minutes or longer. Um, and they, I, the, they, the money splits between me and the venue. So it's like actually a gig. I don't know. It's an experiment. Come watch me do weird internet comedy for 20 minutes. Get in your cars and drive to the internet. <laughs> you have to drive. Guys. You actually have to drive to Santa Cruz. <laughs> it's a local intranet thing. That's not true. You can do it from your house. This is pretty cool because it's like it is live entertainment. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which is going to get more and more rare for mm -hmm. sure. Like even shows that were sensibly kind of live, they can't do right now. Right. Like, Stand-ups are kind of at the forefront of that. Totally. Could I was be thinking, cool, you know, could be cool. I think the first thing that's going to happen is that they're going to start allowing it's going to go to like, OK, we can have groups of less than 20 or something, mm -hmm. but still no more than that. And so I think when that happens, we're going to have to start having stand up shows where there's only 19 people max in the room and then we live stream the rest. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've also considered, like, wouldn't it be cool if, like, they got on top of this for comedy to, like, do large outdoor shows, like, oh. almost like picnic shows where everybody's spread apart and you could get, like, 300 people on a lawn, you know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, but they're, like, six feet apart? Six feet apart and you just audio up the lawn, Whoa, you know? Oh, interesting. That could be pretty fun, right? Audio up the lawn. I don't know. <laughs> 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 I, I actually like my original idea of comedy now should be me going to hospitals in Joker makeup <laughs> and blowing up the hospitals. That yes. That's the only form of comedy left. Death is the only joke we have. <laughs> it's me wearing Joker makeup in a Stewie Griffin t-shirt <laughs> being like, I'm chaos. I'm fucking, I'm so funny. I don't even laugh. Stewie Griffin was the original Joker. Um, I kept tweeting, um, like I found a, a picture that someone made on some like hentai channel of like Stewie Griffin uh, with Joker makeup on, like he's <laughs> Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker. And I just kept tweeting that like, uh, Hot Topic keeps sending me a COVID-19 update that this t-shirt <laughs> is really sick. <laughs> <laughs> His t-shirt's the sickest thing they've ever seen. <laughs> so it's, it's been a struggle to keep, you know, the laughs coming. <laughs> Dude, I will say I am getting laughs from emails. Like that's uh, yeah. a constant source of humor for me lately because either like whatever the accident, you know, we all have them like these fucking accidental newsletters we signed up for. Like I get them from Casting Frontier Spectrum, <laughs> Jiffy Lube, Nintendo, and like a few others. And they're all at varying levels of like, like for example, Casting Frontier, they just have automated emails for sure because none of it is aware of what's going on. I'm literally still getting emails that are like, hey, look, it's important to keep getting out there, so put more headshots on Casting Frontier. And you're just like, what? <laughs> 
in a hospital gurney, like, and you're like, here's my headshot. Like, I know I'm dying, but if you could just send this around to all the execs. Are there Damn. any producers in this ICU, do you think? Uh, that's what I kind of am, wor like, not worried about, but, like, I feel is almost the mentality of, like, comedians, how we're, like, we're so narcissistic. Like, a lot of comics probably were, like, this is great because I'm just going to start filming myself and I'll probably get discovered. And when this is all over, I'm just going to be the COVID comic. <laughs> I'm going to be that guy. I got everyone through it with my humor. <laughs> I like Fuck, being, I like being yeah. the, the comedy sidekick in the post-apocalypse mm -hmm. thing. If you look up the movie Judge Dredd, Rob Schneider, uh -huh. that's like oh, what yeah. I, I want to be that guy. You want to be the comic relief at the end of the world. <laughs> That's what you're saying. <laughs> hey, hey, judge, don't judge Dredd. Don't, maybe don't judge them so harshly. And then I mean, you like, could uh, kill them, or you could just let the desert do it. <laughs> or, or whatever. I, um, oh, hey, by the way. You are listening to Y'all Ever. Welcome to Y'all Ever. Oh, my um, God. That's right. I am Dave Ross. <laughs> I am Hampton Yunt. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, real quickly, I want to say, um, in case um, it's not uh, in your brain, um, sharing this podcast, uh, telling your friends, liking posts, writing posts, subscribing rating us on iTunes, leaving reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. Those things all help us get the word out. So if you like the show, please do one yeah. or some or all of those things. Um, please, you're please. You're the best audience ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely like our jobs right now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. any help you guys could, you know, to make it uh, easier to work at this Papa John's, basically, we, yeah, we would appreciate the hell out of you. Uh, so we do uh, episodes on uh, Patreon every week at patreon.com slash y'all ever, right? Yes. Okay. That's true. You did I'm it. Never, I never can remember which ones are like y'all ever email and what ones are yeah, like. Yeah, totally. Just y'all ever. But that's it. That's the Patreon. Patreon.com slash y'all ever. Yeah. For five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode on our Patreon every week. Or if you want to sign up to be a $10 patron and up, starting now at the beginning of April, $10 patrons and up get video bonus episodes. So... Audio bonuses for $5, video bonuses for 10 and they're every week. I'm I keeping would... the American flag on, but I'm taking off the pants for the 10 Well, that's the bonus. <laughs> that's the bonus. <laughs> you, well, you can't see it, but you know his dick is out, though. For America. Because <laughs> well, I'm shit, dude. saluting the troops. Should we get into some uh, y'all ever messages we got from our fucking fans, bro? <laughs> Should we do yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, what was the prompt for this last prompt, one? We've kept the same prompt going for a couple weeks. The prompt is, y'all ever do something crazy or weird because of this quarantine? <laughs> <laughs> nope, not at all. Things no are normal. One. Everything's good. Everything's also, fine. <laughs> we, we put up a prompt every week or two or three or whatever. We keep it going. But as we've said before, um, we just put these prompts up to get your mind going, um, to, to, to get you thinking about uh, what you might want to share with us. So... If you have anything you ever want to share with us or any y'all ever you want to ask us uh, for, like, you know, words of advice on or to know that you're not alone in the world, uh, email us, y'all ever email at gmail.com. Some of the old prompts we've had are uh, y'all ever shit your pants in public? Y'all ever do something wild because of your anxiety? Y'all ever go crazy because of fucking COVID? You get it. You know, oh, it yeah. was it was a different podcast before. <laughs> 
before yeah. certain events. I'm just it was saying all the, the sh- shitting and panic attacks before this this virus came our way. And when the world just became shitting yourself in panic attacks, <laughs> you know, where that became all that the world is. Yeah, you know? they caught up to us. We I were already really- there. I didn't realize how accurate we'd call it. Totally. Uh, yeah, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Yeah, dude. In West Nigeria, born and raised. <laughs> <laughs> we were doing uh, uh, off mic. We were doing the Niger, the fresh Nigerian Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> yeah. What is uh, Uncle Phil? Uncle Philip. Uncle Philip. I just okay, need you okay, to man. put. Uh, I, I just need nine million dollars for my bank account. <laughs> he is a gay man. Yeah, no, he, oh yeah. I just need money for my bank account. <laughs> oh, that's how it all began. Yeah. Then I just started getting into the idea that he's just disgusted with Carlton. Because <laughs> he's gay. Yeah. He's just convinced he's gay. He's an abomination. Which is bad. Uncle um, up, you should crush him. <laughs> you should you sit are, on him. You are his uh, father. You are. You his should father. sit on your son. Uh, um, hey, by the way, I forgot to say um, before the break that show that I'm doing through DNA's Comedy Lab that is on Facebook Live. The links to it are on my website, DaveToTheRoss.com, and uh, in my Instagram bio, and I'm uh, and posted on Twitter. And I can't encourage you enough, come to that show. I'm really interested in, it's cool because now like it's remote and online. So fans from all around can watch it. You don't have to be in the city. I don't know. I I hope you watch it. I I hope you go. No, if you can't, it's 10 bucks. That can be costly, but, but yeah. If you it's can, g- it's going to be interesting because it's yeah. like comedy used to really rely on like who's available in Santa Cruz Wednesday night, <laughs> right. 8 p.m. Even your fans are like, oh, something came up, you know, <laughs> right? But it's like this is kind of an interesting way. They're at least trying to uh, keep comedy going. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, it'll actually be interesting that like, oh, people in Atlanta and people like in Santa Cruz both like Dave Ross. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. No way. I don't. Hollywood, no more chances. <laughs> more than four people who have Wi-Fi like Dave Ross. Okay, sure. I felt sure. like a crazy person for years explaining to my manager, there are fans. They're just not a lot and they're spread out <laughs> so so maybe this is the best thing ever oh and they're poor they're, they're always they're poor. very poor. always poor if they're like me the they're tickets poor. i pay them that would be great are um, you familiar with the band fugazi <laughs> i'm trying to be them uh, yeah. but less popular less money <laughs> Yeah, I also will say I'm trying to uh, remember. I've now done a couple uh, web shows, and I'm trying to remember that it's a different medium and do shit that works specifically for the webcast thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm also excited for that reason to like try out different types of comedy because you can't. I mean, you can tell mm-hmm. stand up jokes to a certain extent, but you can't just do stand. It just doesn't work. Especially, yeah, you can't be like, uh, you know, this city's weird. You know, the other day I was on the bus and it's like, no, you weren't. Like, no, you no, weren't. Like, <laughs> you know, the other day yeah. I was at the store and uh, things were normal. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, exactly. Everything now, it's like, you can't even So this venue, on. this venue that we're in is kind of weird. I mean, what do I own all this stuff? <laughs> is this my stuff? 
What is huh? this? I <laughs> <laughs> just hold up my guys. Go to the video. Yeah, guys, yeah. go to the video. This is such great content. <laughs> I'm getting. A... I'm so into making content. <laughs> Right now, you can't see, but he's holding up a camera and drinking a drink. Yeah. It is very good stuff. Sponsored um, by McDonald's. <laughs> all right. Uh, like we said, uh, the email is y'all ever email uh, gmail.com. And the prompt was uh, y'all ever do something just absolutely wild because of COVID. <laughs> and I love that this has been like people have been responding to this. I mean, like we're trying to just have a podcast where we can share some sort of relationship with people, you know, totally. uh, and in kind of like a very secure way. Like I like that people can share their anxieties about these sorts of things. I agree. I agree. We got one email. Um, his name is John and the subject line of the email is y'all ever rehab during a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say that's a unique experience, my friend. Um, that sounds would, awful. Yeah, yeah, I know. Right. Like the <clears throat> worst timing. I know. I know. Like, right now, every, so many people I know are like, <laughs> I drink every day. I drink every day. <laughs> Dude, I wake up. I wake up and start drinking. It's awful, Dude. man. But I'll say it's like I tweeted the other day, and this is just how I feel, but I was like, isn't it crazy? Uh, we were all deeply suicidal right before all this. Yeah. <laughs> like, we were all, like, still... Mm -hmm massively unhappy and then this is a, like an actual reason to be suicidally depressed for a lot of people right because you well lose your, i hope you not. lose your job well you lose your job i mean right. you know like anyone who loses their job that's already like pu puts a lot of people at unease you know i mean well also yeah. being alone not human con not having human contact not oh, seeing the people you love oh yeah i mean we're in a trigger farm this is trigger we are we're all <laughs> triggers dude come Plus, on say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'll speak also on, uh, you know, there's also the side of people who you're with somebody, and let me tell you, it is going rough. No. <laughs> right. Oh, dude, I mean, like, that, I, I know that you're joking around, yeah, but yeah. also, like, legitimately, it is, um, it is a trial by fire for people who live together. It just yeah, is. like, you and Chris made a sketch. That's cool. But I've seen people like I literally live with four people I hate and I do everything in my power <laughs> yeah. to never see them all day. And now this is like I'm in prison with four people I hate. Like, dude, I am so I feel lucky. Terrible. I love my roommate. Yeah. We get along great. <laughs> like literally, dude, this is a real thing that happened between Chris Charpentier and me yesterday. We have a very shitty dishwasher and I eat at home a lot more. So I'm like aware of it. And it was the second time or third time I'd had I'd said it to him, but he had like kept putting dishes in the dishwasher that were like had a bunch of food on them and the dishwasher doesn't clean them. And so I asked him like for I think the third time I was like, hey, man, I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but it is like uh, important and I'm not trying to be a dad, but could you make sure to scrub these things down because they, when they're done, we're just like putting plates in the cupboard that have food on them. And he goes. Oh, yeah, totally. I'm really sorry that uh, I haven't been doing that recently. And I was like, no worries. And then at the end of the day, 
he came up to me and he goes, hey man, I just wanted to tell you, I'm really sorry it took you telling me three times for me to hear that. That's not fair of me. We're both adults. I should have gotten that right away. <laughs> no one acts like that to their friends. Oh my God, you guys are becoming prison gay. <laughs> You're becoming you're becoming a couple. That was so cool to be like, I just want you to know that like yeah. I didn't mean to, you know, assassinate your soul earlier. Like just such a level of empathy. Like that's the thing. Fuck. It was like complete Damn. empathy and hearing each other in a way that doesn't really happen. That's hard to happen in relationships. That definitely doesn't happen with roommates. Dude, roommates the way it goes with male roommates is like this. Hey, man, can you do the dishes? Man, fuck you. I'll kill you. I'll I, fucking kill you. I literally <laughs> half expected while you were telling that story for Chris to just come into frame and just beat the shit out of you. He's like, what? You're talking about how I don't do the dishes? This is still coming up. Still. I do one thing. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Dude, oh I God. fucking told you. I hate dishes. I fucking hate you. And I'm going to fucking bring this up every day. Uh, yeah so you know it's rough for everybody not just joking but i just <laughs> to get into this um to get back to the real the realness of it like i honestly can't imagine on top of this like going through any sort of medical emergency which is what i really think of when i think of like rehab oh totally it's just like it's not a vacation on any level it's really just like um there's no alternative yeah so this is just a, such a terrible time. So, you know, shouts out, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so this is uh, this is what John said. Hey, buddies. My life has been fairly normal, I suppose. Had a wild early 20s, got married, had a kid, got divorced. I've struggled with anxiety and depression my whole life. And, six, <clears throat> and since 16, I'm 31 now. But since 16, I've used drugs and alcohol to cope with those things. Like a normal person. Instead of dealing with my emotions and seeking counseling like some well-adjusted freak. You sound uh, like our fan base. <laughs> this is another reason I wanted to read it. John is very funny. Um, yeah. So he says, for the past seven years, my drinking has slowly gotten out of hand. Hardly a day would pass when I wouldn't have some kind of drink for the past four years. In particular, I've been drinking every day. Um, oh, I, mu I muddled that sentence, but you get it. Yeah. Um, in the morning, at work, and everywhere else, I could sneak it in. Things really got out of hand when I got engaged to a fellow alcoholic and we both went off the rails. She ended up in rehab shortly before the whole COVID garbage started mm -hmm. and is doing quite well. I, meanwhile, had dragged my feet mm -hmm. in getting insurance and wasn't able to get into a rehab until after the outbreak had started. I had this vision of rehab oh, as a place of gentle counseling and long emotional breakdowns instigated by deep introspection. What I got, though, was hours of yelling from speakers, grim movies of how bad it could have been, and a series of panic attacks from the sheer magnitude of it all. Wow. So I left after two days. Oh, damn. When I returned home, my fiancé left me for failing to complete the program, and after seeing her work so hard for her own sobriety, I couldn't even blame her. So... Mm. Now I'm trying to find another rehab to go get screened at possibly, primarily because I need that help, but also because I want to prove to my ex-fiance and the rest of my family that I'm taking sobriety seriously and not just going through the motions and quitting when things get rough. Hmm. I'm even considering going back to the same rehab facility, being more prepared for the environment I'll be in. Anyway, y'all ever rehab? <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. Wow. I mean, I just want to say right up top, John, I think that we will have thoughts and jokes about all sorts of shit that you said, but right up top, man, 
That is a lot to deal with, dude. Y yeah. That's just a I, lot. That's insane. I mean, my, <laughs> my, my first question is, what were those movies? Yeah, dude. Yo, Major I... Pain. That movie made... <laughs> Sister Act Two, back in the habit. You're Deuce back Bigelow. in the habit. Yeah, they tried to yeah. use Sister Act Two, back in the habit, as an allegory. Um, um, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. I mean, my. I also have the dumb questions of like, is this even the same therapy that your fiance went to? Um, I mean, that's a, the thing is that rehab is supposed to be about like a safe space, and you here listening, you're gonna find find another rehab, right? Yeah. Right. They've got to be out there. Well, well, for sure, if it's definitely like, yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm even sorry for bringing that up because if it doesn't fit you, it doesn't fit you. And yeah, there's yeah. absolutely no reason that you should, you know, uh, yeah, be engaging in something that'll make maybe your road to sobriety even worse. You and know I, what I mean? You know, obviously, I wasn't there in the conversations, and I know that it's like, I, you know, I'm not going to usurp how your, your fiance felt, but I, because I don't know how you guys talked about it, but I, if you guys love each other and are supportive of each other, I've got to imagine that after the dust settles from that, she'll realize that it was just the situation that sucked for you and not you well, not wanting to get better, you know? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely like a larger point about relationships in general, which is just, you know, if the person absolutely can't understand you, then there's a problem that's larger. Right. If, if you're so unable to get what you both need, yeah. then there's just a larger problem going on. And there are other people and the and there like you say, you know, there are like um <clears throat> People who I don't I don't want to be like oh there's other people <laughs> but all I'm just saying is you don't deserve um, you know a lot of emotional stuff while you're trying to do sobriety because really the thing oftentimes they're like don't even be in a relationship when you're like on some sort of road to sobriety yeah like you do have to do what is best for you to medically detox and get okay right you know like. Right. The more you treat it a little bit like a medical situation, the maybe the healthier you'll be about it. Right. You know, I mean, it is a medical situation. I also just can't. I don't know. I'm hopeful. I, I don't know him or his fiance, but I just feel like it's just such an emotionally charged thing. On the one hand, if you're in a relationship and your partner promises to uh, rehabilitate and then they drop out of therapy or rehab, that'll mm -hmm. you'll freak out. That'll bother you. But then on yeah. the other hand. Like, I just have to be optimistic that she'll be like, well, yeah, maybe this rehab did suck, you know? Yeah, totally. You know, like, exactly. I mean, it makes sense that somebody has to do also what's right for them. That yeah, you're, right. You're in their relationship. They have to protect themselves. Yeah. And, you know, that's totally understandable. And it's easy to definitely, like, blame them for not, you know, standing by you when you stood by them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, this is about you. This is about your right. journey and what are you going to do to make you want to live and, and go through these things. I also have to wonder about this rehab program where their mm. strategy is to yell at you because that's just a bad strategy. <laughs> that's like not going to work. Stop it. I don't really. Stop it. Like in woke world. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, like, I just go downtown. I yell at all the heroin addicts. Fucking knock it off, boys. <laughs> you fucking kids. You goddamn. Do you know how upset your mothers are right now? <laughs> I mean, like, 
yeah, there definitely should be like a lot of empathy and um, help, you know, if you're going through any sort of rehab. It shouldn't be a sort of like nightmare situation. I mean, it shouldn't be a nightmare situation, I think, is is accurate. I think most things shouldn't. And I think as as a positive note to this, like, I think sometimes when this is such a dark moment for you, you know, and it's such a low moment. And I mean, I can see all these factors as like, you know, sometimes it's like, how am I ever going to get beyond these things? And, you know, like if I lose the fiance, if I lose, you know, if I don't even get through sobriety the way I want to, you know, but I think the important thing is like, this is not like the end of your life. This is really just the beginning. This is really like you pushing through to kind of define your own story of what it is you want to be living for. And that's what's important is just you creating a positivity for yourself there's a reason you're drinking so much and you're so depressed it's because you're probably very depressed and your like self-esteem is very low you know it's like you have to build yeah. these things back up so you have to make yourself the hero of your own movie and you have to give yourself this is the goal of you know the entire movie is you're gonna get better you know that's the one goal and everything else is, is kind of <laughs> is Jurassic Park. <laughs> that was about addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was basically about the addiction we all deal with. Jurassic to Park, because because here's the thing: Jurassic Park is a rehab facility, <laughs> and they call it that because it's just so massive. It's Jurassic, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and old. It's the it's the a problem as old as dinosaurs. You know. Yeah. You thought and we spared you could, no expense uh, to help you get better. You thought you could put it on a, you know a cereal box, and yeah. you thought you could market it, but it's chaos, <laughs> and uh, it'll kill it'll kill everyone because it's and a girl and a boy. It's, it's both girl yeah, and boy. It's, and a frog, and it's everything. <laughs> And, uh, and I hear, I mean, the message is that if you don't get, you know, try to get better now, then your Jurassic Park will become a mm. Jurassic World. Okay. Actually, yes. this is very good. <laughs> Thank <right>. you. <laughs> I really was like, damn, uh-huh. where's he going with this? But now I see a lot to it. Totally. Like, so Jurassic Park <laughs> is, is the individual or, or is, um, well, it is both yeah. the rehab facility and rehab facility. Your, your own <laughs> your own uh, your own addiction. Right. And so when Jurassic Park uh, gets shut down because of the storm clouds, mm-hmm. um, that's like, you know, bad, bad things, totally. bad things in life. Coronavirus. And that's when the <laughs> coronavirus starts seeping out into the, you know, the, your neighbor's homes and uh, <laughs> because you touched your face. That's. Mm-hmm. The storm over Jurassic Park is you touching your face. And then, but still the heroin addiction is just in you. And when it, when Jurassic World starts is when your heroin addiction starts to destroy everyone around you. You know? <laughs> DNA's Comedy Lab this Friday. You're not going to do this stuff, are you? <laughs> what? That was good. It was Y'all smart and funny. Jurassic Park is just like addiction. <clears throat> I mean, I feel like I've been in experiences where um, someone I'm with is like, you got to clean up your, your act. Yeah. And I mean, 
I wish I had some like great success story with it, but I, I just kind of empathize with it. Like, I, I sure. guess something that really, I'll say this, like, um, I'd never felt such shame uh, in such a profound way, uh, but maybe a couple times in my life where like true emotion of shame sweeping over where I like was just crying in a way that's like, I'm ashamed. I feel yeah. like I'm, I'm being exposed. Oh, um, yeah. and I mean, like it makes you, it's, it's hard. Cause you're like, you know, with behavior and everything like that, you're, it's like, usually you're doing it a bunch of times and it's created a problem, you know, like people will let you be drunk a couple times in your life and like, you know, be like, ah, yeah. you know, like he didn't know any better or something like that. Like it's so hard um, because there's no other, it's, it's really bad. Basically I've learned to hold yourself to the metric of what other people are doing. Yeah. Right. If other people can drink a lot or whatever, or they're yeah. even functional alcoholics or something like that. Like you really just have to look at your recovery as like, this is how you're going to survive. And then all the rest of the stuff starts falling into place. Once you're a complete, you're more complete, you know? Hampton, I will say, um, personally, I don't have any problems like this at none, all. None. None. So, so I don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> you you've given up all your vices over the last year. You're oh, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on a minute. Wait, 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 wait. That was a full-blown joke. I was I know, kidding. I have all I kinds of problems like that. No, um, I just, but, but I am, like, also kind of proud of the fact that, like, you don't – so far, no cigarettes, right? Like – no. Yeah, I mean, I still drink and bit, yeah. uh, still drink some and I smoke weed a little. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, dude, no, I was fully kidding. Matter of fact, uh, <laughs> I had I... no idea, Dave. No, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I built up that Dave's yeah. going to take the ball now here and show you the road to recovery. Because... <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, you're in rehab? Well, yeah. here's what you should hear. You should hear my story where I'm perfect and not <laughs> nothing is hard for me at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I know exactly what you're talking about with, um, like, I, everything you just said struck a chord with me. Because, like, yeah, you you do things that you want to do, and you look at other people, and you're like, well, they're doing it, so it's okay for me to do it. And that does justify it in your head. And then, yeah, a couple times in my life, someone who was very close to me, it's happened to me twice now that I can think of, maybe three times, a friend has sat me down and been like, you have been a very bad friend in the following ways for a long time. Hmm. And I've just had to be like, just sit there and let them hit me in the face with a baseball bat because of how much I've hurt them. You know? Well, and Dave, that... here comes a fourth time. <laughs> uh, I'd like to read something that I've been preparing for a little while. <laughs> it just says, fuck you. Uh, yeah. um, it well, and it's like, obviously, I never intended it. And obviously, I was yeah. trying to not. And that, none of it was like I was abusive or something. But it's just like yeah. your lifestyle and behavior has hurt me. Yeah. And, um and that, that is a lot of what John's going through is like, fiance is like, we need to get better together and you're not doing it. Yeah. And it's really hard to go through shit like that. But it also sounds like, I don't know, like you said, Anton, at the end of the day, shit like that, that might end up being a test that y'all don't pass because yeah. 
if you don't feel heard in it, John, mm -hmm. then that's a problem. But then also you're going through a thing where maybe she doesn't feel heard and it yeah. seems like you're trying and trying is all you can do. And I like, man, talk about relatable. Yeah. This is like relationships no are the hardest thing. I think that's what really hit me is like, there's really for me, like almost no worse feeling than letting someone you love down. Yes, that's I mean, exactly but it. That's like fucking, that's life. Even if when it's going well, you're going to let them down. Yeah. Like you really have to kind of learn how to deal with like, you know, like you try your best and that's all, you know, you have to hold yourself accountable to you. But when you start holding yourself accountable to what other people's definitions of you is, it's like, it's kind of good. It helps you get your shit together a little bit. But at the end of the day, that's not really, you know, you're, you're doing it for them. <clears throat> and that's not cool. I do cool, want to say know? for the record that I don't try my best. Um, no, I, I, I absolutely do not. I, I don't want to. I and will so be I dead don't. very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've just been through this road a bit. So it's like, you know, as yeah. I'm getting depressed right now, it's like, I'm just very fully aware of where I'm at mentally. I don't know. Yeah. That's the thing. You try and learn, you know? I'm not saying your depression is going to be gone overnight. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, you got to learn how to deal with it and get yourself better. Well, I also do think, like, man, this is going to be a really weird analogy, but have you ever seen the movie Summer of Sam, the Spike Lee movie? Oh, I love that movie. It's such a good movie. and uh, I like it because it, it's mostly white people. <laughs> like, it's this one Spike Lee God. movie. Oh, my God. Is, is it the one Spike Lee movie with mostly white people? I think so. Yeah, it's so um, weird. So, yeah, first of all, it's just a great movie. But what it's the movie great. is about is just I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, if you haven't seen it and you're listening now – it's like this neighborhood in New York during the era of the son of Sam, the serial killer. Uh, and, but it's that, and that character is involved in it, but it's not the whole story. It's about these friends and what happens to them. And I do think that in that way, we're going, what we're going through now is similar in the sense that like mm. everything that is happening right now, is heightened because of coronavirus. So yeah, yeah. going through uh, like wow. a tough time in a relationship that involves rehab on both of your parts, addiction, <laughs> trying to get better in a shitty rehab facility <laughs> is already hard. And it's also Holy painted shit. with the stress of us all fucking trying to make it through a pandemic. Dude, so, that's such a great point. Yeah. Oh my God. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like already I was like, I get it. That's really tough. And I understand, <laughs> but it's like, you're right. This is like love in the time of cholera. <laughs> like yeah, this exactly. is like literally you're surviving something that's easily worse than nine 11. I'm not yeah. trying to, you know, uh, throw shade to nine 11. <laughs> I'm just saying like, uh, <laughs> face, you know, <laughs> Fucking yeah. eat that, eat that dick, nine 11, <laughs> eat that big dick. <laughs> So why don't you uh, suck my dick, 911? It's um, like doctors are dying here. No, I mean it's like this is literally Jesus like the, the, wor the world stopped, and it's yeah. like, dude, it's okay. Like exactly for that reason. Like I really hope you would cut yourself slack to yeah, be like, right. yeah, like you got to survive this. Yeah. You know, totally. It's the best way to to start feeling better is like push yourself towards surviving. You know and I think that the <laughs> one point uh, we want you all to get from this podcast is that surviving is easy. And if you're failing, there's something wrong with you. There's something hugely no. wrong with you. Um, <laughs> 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 Maybe you should have worn an American flag. 
Uh, uh, please look at this episode on YouTube just to fucking see what Hampton Lily looks like. This is how Hampton. I dress I'm sorry. Now. I apologize. <laughs> But you look like an idiot. Dude, <laughs> my wife won't fuck me. What's wrong? Whoa. I, wear, I get up every morning. I wear an American flag. I, nothing else. I, I don't around. shower. I, don't I yell shower. racial slurs. <laughs> yell racial slurs. <laughs> I just think this is protecting me, you know, in some weird totally. way from the airborne virus. Did you know that every American flag is made mostly of creatine? <laughs> So you're yeah. building muscle right now, dude. <laughs> it's weighted. It's, it's a, it's a I weighted, love a weighted American a weighted flag. flag. If you want to like pump iron and be patriotic at the same time, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Uh, Anton, you got another email, right? I got one. Um, guys, Yaw, again, dude. thanks for sending these uh, to y'all ever email at gmail.com. We appreciate it so much. Um, this one's from Tom. Uh, that's not how he says it, but no, it's how it's spelled T O O O winky face M M M M. I'm Tim. I'll give it to us. All right. Hey, Dave and he, <laughs> see, that's how he starts. Uh, feel free to use my name in this. Thanks for telling me after I already used your name. In this. So sorry. <laughs> my bad entirely. Uh, <clears throat> Recently, I've been on a bit of a casual swipe app dating kick. Nothing serious, just matching, chatting, and going out on a date or two. This was going well until coronavirus really kicked into gear. So I sort of panicked and matched with a few people because of my new bio. Who's your favorite quarantine James Bond? Mine's Isolo Sean Connery. <laughs> Isolation. Isolation. Isolation Connery. Connery. Hey, man. Um, you should take my master class on fucking, because this is me, Hampton, telling you, because uh, that was a very bad, <laughs> was a very bad joke. <laughs> oh, no, dude. I don't know, man. Yeah. I like Isolation Connery. Who's your favorite quarantine James Bond? Mine's Isolation Connery. I feel like that's a good joke, and you can fuck yourself. No, this dude should rip off his penis and throw it into a river. <laughs> he should throw it into my butt. That's what I think. <laughs> I guess it was sort of like panic buying. <laughs> I like that. Oh, funny. Although I should stress, no money has changed hands. Now I'm texting two people as if we were casually dating. Uh, so, all right, now I'm texting two people as if we were casually dating people. Whoops. I guess I should probably pick one of them, but it's not easy when you've not actually met either of them. Dating is hard at the be <sighs> dating is hard at the best of times, but doing it whilst nice a little Shakespeare there, <laughs> but doing it whilst <laughs> you're not supposed to leave the house. Just fucking is roasting mode. this guy's email, dude. <laughs> Sorry. Dude, I haven't roasted anyone in weeks. I've barely um, been out of my house to roast. Smash cut to you roasting that guitar behind you. Roasting the cat. Oh, roasting the cat. Sure. <laughs> I roast America after this. Yeah. Uh, thanks for helping me keep sane during the buck wild time. Tom, Tom sent from an old rotary phone. Oh, what a, what a classic sign off. Um, that's hysterical. And I pity you, fool. <laughs> I am Mr. T. I, I pity you, fool. It's terrible. I mean, I mean, I will say, yeah. Like, I think it. I think it's a sign, Tom, that your um, your head's in the right place. That you don't <laughs> want to. Uh, that you like. 
are caring about these two people's feelings and that you want to pick one to, but like, I, I don't know. I mean, dating apps are weird. A lot of people do them in order to date multiple people. Maybe you are interested in casually dating multiple people. And, and if you do, then that's fine. As long as they're both on board with that. Yeah. I will also say, so yeah, I mean, yeah. I think your head's in the right place, but whatever you want is okay as long as you communicate it. But I'll say this too, we are quarantined. You're not gonna see them soon. It's perfectly fine to just text with two different people right now. <clears throat> Fuck, why not make this like The Bachelor where it's like Yo. you get like 20, 20 women and you <laughs> just, you create a game show for yourself in quarantine where like 20 people could possibly be Tom's mom. Who will Tom's be mom. Tom's mom? <laughs> Tom's mom on the next episode of Tom's, Tommy's mommy. Tommy's mommy. That we Tommy's should make that show. Tommy's <laughs> mommy. Yeah, I think um, honestly, two people, you're being nice. And that's funny. I, I think that's actually shows class that you're yeah. like, Dave, you're like, you know, you're trying to be, you know, this guy's trying to be respectful. He at least yeah. feels bad. But me, I honestly would have done like, yeah, just keep going. Like, go fucking <laughs> crazy. Are you serious? Like, it's the end of the world. Like, form your own cult. You should like scam okay. as many women as possible and form your own commune man okay like, i don't like the word scam or commune <laughs> and uh hampton is making me feel uncomfortable <laughs> uh you uh, will hate my master class on teaching women how to be scammed into a commune now that you've said the phrase master class twice i think it actually exists <laughs> what master class is no your master class yeah yeah no I'm i am to... actually <laughs> oh man yeah. um yeah no i I don't know. Like, yeah, I kind of agree too. It is, especially now, we're just we're we're isolated. Nothing matters. It's you, not that nothing matters. <laughs> well, okay, you're right. <laughs> Feelings totally matter, and even yes. on like, well, okay. So this is what I find like hypocritical. It's like you watch like a show like The Bachelor, and it's like uh -huh. they are dating, dating whatever, but like twenty women, and they actually are respectful within the terms of the show to each woman they're not like you're ugly out of here sorry like bad bad legs you're out like whatever like uh -huh. they they do listen to each person and go i'm sorry it's just not gonna work and i'm glad we're cutting things off now you know what i mean like so in an odd way like why not you know like yeah the bachelor has shown us you can date 20 women <laughs> That's be true. Res be respectful. It is culturally accepted now to have your dating life be a contest. And uh, so engage these two women in an internet fight for your love. <laughs> if you could. No, no, truly, it's good that you're being good about it. But it, like, you know, I don't know. My opinion about dating is like, as long as it's communicated, uh, I, yeah. I feel like it's fine. And I'll it's bet you yeah. that the women you're talking to feel this way that we're saying, which is they're mm. like, they Ask them how many dudes they're talking to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know wait, what I'm saying? What, what, city, what city is this? <laughs> exactly. I was like, is this LA? Because this can't be real. This is like science fiction. Well, that's the fiction. other funny thing. I'm like, dating a I... woman and she's probably in love with me because we went on a date. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, well, I don't know, buddy. I don't that's, know, little slugger. That's the thing is that, yeah, you're talking to two people that date here, and I think Hampton and I are probably some of the more conservative mm -hmm. com male comedians in the L.A. comedy scene. Because I, like, I go out with people, and I'm like, 
well, uh, it has been one date, and I don't think that I want another date, and the respectful thing to do would probably be to call them and let them know that I had fun, but I'll see them later. <laughs> and most people I know were like, I fucked five people this week, <laughs> and I don't know their names. <laughs> it's Jeff Dunham. It's always Jeff Dunham, and it's always the puppets. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that's how they died. I put my <laughs> whole hand in peanut. I put my the, whole fucking hand in That skeleton one was oh, fucked dude. to death. My thing with with the terrorist one is I starve him. (laughs) I like him thin, the dead terrorist. I like him. (laughs) No, I know. I mean, you try to be nice, but it's it's funny. This actually kind of dawned on me recently where I was. I mean, it's been a while since I've really been in the dating world. And it's like, um, I just remember a time where it's like I was really into somebody, but then like... Like, they just kind of disappeared. And I was like, at the time, I was like, but I didn't say I was done. <laughs> like, it was it was beyond me to realize, like, oh, she probably just was dating multiple other people. And, like, and like totally didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh, that's so weird. She must have, like, fallen in a cave or something. Because <laughs> I didn't decide we were done dating. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I guess wow. she's dead. I, I don't know. She didn't call me back, so she's missing me dead. <laughs> Damn. No, I know. It is really hard to... Yeah. It's very easy to be um, self-centered. Yeah, it's like... Uh, it's like. I guess a further point is, like, it's like... It didn't even dawn on me that you could just not even... It's not like you even fucked up. There's just other guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I was right. like, I don't... But I didn't do anything. <laughs> But I do I say it is like a very kind me, you know? and, and nice perspective to be like, I should let these two women know. But I, I do. I think so. I think that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Whether I do think that you should let them know, but you, you we are in a quarantine. You don't have to do it right now. No one can leave their house. I think it's OK. <laughs> you know, it uh, says uh, nice things in a quarantine, an edible arrangement. Mm-hmm. Send both these ladies an edible arrangement. And you yes. can arrange it yourself. You just arrange it. And make sure that the edible arrangement was made by a person not wearing gloves and that you rub it on your face. Uh, I want to call up edible arrangements and be like, can I get one made out of ham? (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys do meat? Do you guys do like a meat one? I know that you guys make um, fruit look like flowers, but can you make pork look like a pack of cigarettes? I want like a bouquet that's made out of like a cow's intestines, but it looks like flowers. <laughs> you know, because I'm sorry, because I cheated. Uh, okay, what about? Could you make uh, a bunch of ricotta cheese look like the Japanese flag? You do that? <laughs> oh man, what about? Can you make mm. things look like the poster for Empire Strikes Back? What about that? Can I eat the poster for Empire Strikes Back? I think, uh, well, no, definitely not. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'm kind of feel bad for people right now with quarantine, just the ambiguity of when it's going to end. Dude, like, for real. I do think people should be as horny as possible right now <laughs> online for real. Like you should absolutely put out the vibes because yeah, everything, every news article, like once a month, there'll be an article that's like, Oh, millennials have no sex. Like we're the most undersexed. People, it's like, this is the time, dude. Yeah. It's all virtual. Yeah, I mean, 
with the caveat of like knowing that putting the vibe out means you know of being a good person <laughs> the, oh you know, yeah the vibe means i'm interested not... i think if he's a real isolation connery i think the vibe will be pretty clear <laughs> I think the vibe is super clear whilst being in quarantine. Okay. <laughs> that old King Lear in quarantine. Oh, um, shit. I want to read uh, one more email uh, before we end this episode, but we're going to read another listener email on our Patreon episode this week, patreon.com slash y'all ever. So if you want to hear more of these, um, go there. Like we said, it's five dollars for uh one audio episode a week ten dollars a month for one video episode a week and uh this this email uh was just really nice it's one of the reasons i wanted to read it um it's from mark and the subject line is fucking thank you (laughs) period i love it um and so mark says y'all ever just ride your bike around your lockdown city to see how empty it is and cry because of how empty it is (laughs) oh damn definitely yes (laughs) yeah exactly la is i don't know if you're listening from not la or new york or new orleans you might not see it fully yet um but it is uh we are locked in dude it's crazy and it seems like it's coming real soon for everywhere else yeah so mark says uh like y'all los angeles is my adopted home I'm a freelancer and work has dried up. Mm. My heart is breaking for how devastating this is and will continue to be. So many people out of work, so many small businesses destroyed, so many people that have barely been hanging on with no end in sight. And we don't even know how bad the virus is going to hit us. I love this city and it will never be the same. So thank you for being the one slice of normalcy last week. Laughing about coronavirus with y'all is better than thinking about it myself. Make sure you're drinking enough water so you can keep on crying, Mark. <laughs> that is a really nice thing wow. to say uh, about the podcast, Mark. Thank you. And also a very poignant statement. It's true. It's just like you just said, Hampton. It's yeah. all up in the air. We're already closing businesses and losing work and we're all inside and we don't know what the fuck is going to happen. And it's scary, man. It's fucking I a, scary. I have a good recommend because I made a joke about this and then actually did it. Uh, I just driving around the city uh, when you it's desolate. If you want to get a good vibe going, listen to John Carpenter's album of themes. It's like theme music that he didn't actually put to anything, you know? So it's like, it's just like shit you would literally hear in like a 1980s John Carpenter post-apocalypse movie. And it's like, damn, the vibes are like scary, intense. I don't know. Sometimes like, sometimes I like going into a feeling and really feeling it. Like I did that. I drove around and I've been crying like nonstop. And yeah. like, so yeah, like while driving, I don't know. It's like, it kind of helps me exercise the demons and then get into like crisis mode. I think emotions sure. very healthy. You know, you Venting just have, is good. You have to process it, do it in a fun way. It's, yeah. like, it's not weird for you to have, have emotions. It's weird for you to suppress emotions. Totally. And it's you should, to yourself. yeah, just get them out and then get into crisis mode. Yeah. You know, because then you feel like you're really on top of shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. And that's that's what you see in every post-apocalypse movie is the guy who's yeah. got his shit together. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, the guy that can take it yeah. is the one with like the uh, the the fucking the car with spikes on it. <laughs> yeah, Mad Max is just a freelancer. <laughs> totally, dude. He was he's a graphic just, designer. He's just a graphic designer <laughs> who meditated. <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, I've done a bit of um, I don't know if it's meditation but like deep <clears throat> thought and then this is pretty funny at one point I did try to pray mm-hmm. and I just halfway through I was like this is this is stupid <laughs> like I was like, yeah. like uh, you know because like praying for me at least because I was raised Catholic is like bargaining it's, yeah. it's like going like if you just make everything okay i swear to god i'll never be mean again right i'll treat everyone so much better than i ever said i would and it's like um i i, I don't mean that <laughs> like, there's no way anyone can mean that shit i've always thought that element of prayer was so weird like all right god mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i Here's I know that. Deal. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I know that you. Okay, so you have this image of the world where we all never do anything wrong, but I keep doing things wrong. So I'll do what you want if you give me a cookie. <laughs> all right, God, listen, asshole. Sit down and shut up. Dude. I'm gonna be nice, and you're gonna make everything just the way it was when yeah. I believed I actually liked everything. That's the thing is, like, I was so fucking depressed right up before this. That that's oh, the yeah. thing. I think going back to John's thing is like, man, you gotta understand, like, you're dealing with normal depression and shit during like one of the most insane times to be alive in like the yeah. last hundred years. You right. know, so like, I don't know. Oh, by the way, Aristotle has corrected me. The album by John Carpenter is called Lost Themes. Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry. We'll check that out. Sorry, hey. Aristotle. Man, that was a super fun episode. Yeah, that was Thanks, great. Dude. Yeah. Thank you all for your emails. As always, y'all ever email at gmail.com. You know, we're still in this quarantine. Uh, we're like uh, just a few weeks in. So I think we should keep that prompt going. Y'all ever do anything crazy? Or honestly, maybe yeah. like <clears throat> y'all ever just have like a lot of fucking feelings because of coronavirus. I think that's a good one. Y'all ever just like feel crazy? <laughs> yeah, let us know what you guys also are doing with dating in the quarantine. I want, yeah. I want these people to feel less alone because we. I feel like we had two kinds of versions of like, totally. you know, what's happening in people's dating lives during this incredibly stressful time. There's hopefulness, there's optimism, and there's pessimism. Yeah, you know? y'all ever date in a quarantine? Definitely. Please. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Y'all ever date in a quarantine? I want to hear those stories. Um, yeah, so we have another um, – we're uh, uh, reading another listener email on our bonus episode that's up on our Patreon, patreon.com slash y'all ever. And, uh, you know, if you're listening to this on April 2nd or 3rd, it comes out April 2nd. That online show I'm doing is the 3rd. Links on my website and my Instagram. And uh, you're the fucking best fans ever. We'll see you next see, week. See you next week. Star fans audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.